Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss, and I'm continually encouraged night after night to remain in my Creator, which in turn has helped me to grow in so many ways, even as I sleep. And I hope you find that same encouragement as well as you listen. And you can have full access to all our sleep stories, commercial free. Just text the word ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off the Abide app. Just text ABIDE to 22433. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Good evening. Tonight's sleep journey takes us to Isla Mirada Key in Florida. Isla Mirada is known as the sport fishing capital of the world. Abide executive producer Russ Jones is an avid fisherman. He often says with a grin, A bad day of fishing beats a good day in the office, any day. In this story, we will hear his descriptive tales of charter fishing in the open seas off the Florida Keys. But first, get comfortable. Relax and close your eyes. Imagine hearing the gentle waves of the Gulf of Mexico lull you to sleep as they roll onto the beach of your waterfront cottage. Palm trees sway in the light breeze that glides across your body. You are tired and ready for rest as you will soon be cruising the deep waters that await. As you prepare for sleep, bask in the images in God's word about fishing. Luke 5, 4 through 7 says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. This story obviously has very little to do with fish. Yet Jesus knew his audience. The reason for this unusual pulpit was because there were so many people pressing against him to give them a word from God. Jesus and Peter step onto Peter's fishing boat and Jesus sits down and asks Peter to push out just a little bit. But this way he could see everyone and everyone could hear him teach because of the superior acoustics of the water. The crowd was so hungry for a word from God that they pushed and pressed in to hear what Jesus would say next. That may be you tonight. May you relax and allow God's word to comfort you as you head into the wide open spaces of God's creation. 
as we prepare for our fishing trip may we do so in the name of the Lord may we be comforted by the knowledge that even when we suffer in Christ we are a part of God's greatest fishing story our father above the water and all the universe in the dry wildernesses of our lives in the days of heat and thirst you offer us living water loving Lord Jesus help me tonight to humble myself under your mighty wings that I may receive your healing touch in my mind body and soul please enable my soul to prosper so that your healing waters may flow like rivers of living water from me to others and Lord God thank you for carrying me through the day forgive me for all the impurities I allow to enter my mind and heart make me as pure as clear spring water once again cleanse me of thoughts that did not live up to your love wash away all the desires that went against your will purify my mouth of the words spoken out of haste anger and thoughtlessness have mercy on me for my poor decisions and failure to act from your spirit may I lie down and sleep in your peace cleanse me of everything that is not of you in the matchless name of Jesus I pray amen and with that let's begin tonight's story it's early summer as I roll out of bed for a day of fishing it's early the Sun is still tucked away for the night the subtropical weather is just right for a day of fishing a gentle breeze and the sea conditions are mild about halfway down the Florida Keys is Isla Morada. Early Spanish explorers gave the area its name. It means Purple Island in Spanish. Until the early 1900s, few visitors could enjoy its bountiful fishing waters due to transportation limits. In 1912, that all changed when a railroad was built connecting Florida's mainland to the islands stretching from Key Largo to Key West the first major inkling about the special fishing opportunities in the Keys spread when famed author Zane Gray became a regular member of the Long Key Fishing Club in 1938 the railroad was transformed into the Florida Keys Overseas Highway as more people moved to the Keys throughout the 20th century visitors flocked there to experience rod bending battles with bonefish tarpon grouper snapper sailfish tuna 
and scores of other gamesters. Isla Morada was the location of one of the stations of the Overseas Railroad. On this day, it's my turn. I pull up to the postcard marina that sits just off the only north-south two-lane road connecting all the Florida Keys. It is a buzz of activity as charter fishing boats make final preparations before casting off. Yachts and their captains of all shapes and sizes are lined up side by side, preparing to cast off in search of the elusive fish. The various shades of white boats are bold, random, bringing forth echoing memories from my childhood spent at the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. You see, I grew up on a boat. The water, and certainly fishing, is second nature. Walking down the dock, the boats gently bobbed on the water, swaying a little in their slips. The other fishermen were up early, too, as they should be. We all know good fishermen get an early start. At dusk, just about half a dozen charter boats head 15 to 20 miles from the marina to the popular destination known as the Isla Morada Hump, also known simply as the Hump. This deep-sea fishery is calling my name. Captain Bill Chrisman of the vessel No Regrets is my guide. Captain Bill found his love for fishing as a young boy in Palm Beach, Florida. He eventually found his way to the Keys and worked as a freelance mate with some of the best captains in the Keys. His love, passion, and enthusiasm for fishing is shown every day out on the water. For him, fishing isn't a hobby, but it's a way of life. Just as I board the stately fishing charter for my day at sea, he claps his hands and says, Well, are you ready? I'm ready, all right. Fishing is my sanctuary. The place where the world makes sense. Where I commune with God. The creator of the deep. I breathe in deeply Close my eyes for just a moment. Ah, I think to myself. There's that boat smell. I lived with that aroma for more than 15 years during my youth. It's a dash of mold, a little linseed oil, diesel fuel, and a little salt. Whatever it is. It's a relaxing balm to me. One more time, I close my eyes and breathe in. Ah, that mystical, elusive, wonderful smell brings good memories rushing through my mind. And just then, Captain Bill starts the engines of the mighty 54-foot vessel, a Veechim model built in Turkey. The interior is like a small apartment done in beautiful mahogany. It's a real beauty. 
the rumble of the engines, bring back more great memories of cruising on the mighty lake of the Ozarks. Come, sit on the upper deck with me, says Captain Bill. So I climb up the dew-covered stainless steel ladder and marvel at the teak cockpit and the large flybridge. This towering command center will be perfect for finding the fish. The fleet of fishing yachts starts their cruise to the hump. The hump is a large underwater mountain that projects upward about 290 feet from the surface. The ocean current collides with the mountain and creates an upswelling that traps bait fish, which attract predators. The further offshore we get, the larger the waves become. Every once in a while, the cool seawater mists over the bow of the boat, leaving a salty taste on my lips. As we get closer to our destination, first mate Jack rigs two poles, one for the port, which is the left-hand side, and one for the starboard, the right-hand side. Every morning tends to provide the best action because we can witness the shadow of a fish break through the mirror-like surface reflecting the rising sun. Successful fishing is all about having the right equipment. First, you need the right bait. Grabbing the binoculars, we search for birds. Seabirds are like a natural fish finder. When you spot a flock of birds hovering above the water, chances are they are there to feed on bait fish. Those bait fish are likely being chased to the surface by larger fish below. Next, you need the right hook. You don't fish for trophy snapper using a small hook, and you don't go after bait fish using a large hook. Third, you need the right kind of reel. When it comes to the beasts that inhabit the deep blue, anglers have only experience, fate, and first-rate gear to rely on. We finally arrive at the hump. Just the sight of the current rips, the big tunas crashing the surface eating flying fish, and birds circling over the top of them get our adrenaline pumping. Birds about 50 yards at one o'clock the captain says with urgency and just about that time my rod bends to a 40 degree angle fish on fish on I say quickly sliding into place against the rail of the boat I hoist the pole out of the rod holder and begin to reel in the unknown fish first mate Jack yells it's a black finned tuna this day is just as I imagined. I'm feeling rested from months of non-stop work. The realness of God is so strong as the sun's rays pierce through the overcast clouds. Fishing is the perfect sport for excuses. Would this be the day the big one got away? I told myself to relax and let the drag and rod do the work. 
Just keep the fishing rod up at about a 45 degree angle to the water. Aim it straight towards the fish. And be ready to reel when the drag stops moving and buzzing. After about 10 minutes of this tug of war, a silver glisten shimmers through the steely blue waves. Fishing line between my fingers is warm to the touch. This fish is winning. Okay, I think to myself. When the fish slows down and stops taking the line off your reel, it's time to go to work. When learning how to reel in a fish of greater size, a great technique to try is the pump and reel. I pull the rod back, and while lowering it, I crank the spool twice, repeating this process over and over again. I finally reel him close enough to the boat to pull him up on board. I net about ten blackfin tuna that day. A good day by anyone's standards. But we aren't done. With excitement in his eyes, Captain Bill asks, You want to go catch some mahi? I thought you'd never ask, I say. So he fires up the engines, and we go out another few miles. Mahi-mahi are the fastest-growing fish in the sea. Female mahi, also known as cow mahi-mahi, have a rounded head and will typically grow to about 30 to 40 pounds. Male mahi, or bull mahi, have a larger squared head and can grow well over 50 pounds. As we cruised out to sea another five miles or so, tiny specks of dust seemed to dance in the shaft of afternoon sunlight that slanted through the yacht's flybridge window. We arrive at a spot Captain Bill obviously knows well. He's one of the best new guides in the area. The engines flow to a gentle idle, and Jack prepares the rods for the next round of fishing. Rigged ballyhoo are a favorite lure for catching mahi-mahi. Otherwise known as dolphin fish, mahi-mahi travel in schools. And they are not at all related to the marine mammal dolphins. One of God's most beautiful fish. The mahi's head has a bony crest in front and bright blue, gold, and yellow sides with a yellow underside. With poles rigged, we are trolling again. After several passes with no success, we curve back some 20 miles from the shore. It's then we notice a small group of birds working in some scattered grass. As we approach, we see a large wake. Either a billfish or big dolphin. We make one pass and hear those wonderful words. Fish on. I hooked my first ever mahi. He is an intensely beautiful bull, covered with an array of neon colors. 
Before we could even get all the lines back in the water, another one hooks on. The action got slow in the early afternoon, when all the fish apparently went for siesta. We were just about ready to give up, when another school of mahi started biting again. A tipped rod and the whining sound of the line meant another fish was hooked. Relax and let the drag of the rod do the work. I reminded myself. I had learned well from my guides. When the fish slows down and stops taking line off your reel, it's time to go to work. Without reeling the fish in, I lifted the tip of the rod up like I was trying to point it skyward to about 90 degree angle. First mate Jack was extra busy keeping lines cleared and bait out as we hooked Mahi for the next 30 minutes or so. With the fish on ice, we finally called it a day and began our 30-minute trek back to the marina. Along the route, the brilliant sun-filled sky casts slanting shadows across the water hard to avoid the glare of the four o'clock sun as a sparkly silver tinge bounces off the water. We pull into the marina, and the horizon is bursting with shades of red and orange. In Venus and Adonis, Shakespeare describes the sky this way, like a red morn that ever yet betokened wreck to the seamen, tempest to the field, sorrow to the shepherds, woe unto the birds, gusts and foul flaws to herdmen and to herds. In Matthew 16, Jesus put it yet another way. When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Weather lore has been around since people needed to predict the weather and plan their activities. Sailors and farmers alike relied on it to navigate ships and plant crops. On this day, the weather couldn't have been any better. Like the master captain he is, Bill perfectly backs the boat into the slip at the dock. My arms throb from the heavy workout. My hands ache. But oh... How I love fishing. First mate Jack gets to work cleaning my catch. He masterfully fillets the fish and throws the leftovers into the water. Each late afternoon, the nurse sharks and tarpon feed on the tasty morsels thrown over by the fortunate fishermen. Sitting on an upside-down five-gallon bucket on the edge of the dock, I think about this truth. 
every follower of Jesus is to be fisher of men there is no greater treasure to be collected than people even with a cooler full of fish hard won on a great day of fishing I know that people are the only treasures we can take with us when we leave this earth Jesus used the messages of forgiveness and eternal life as the most attractive truths to draw people to himself while I love fishing our Lord Jesus told his disciples that their focus would no longer be gathering fish but instead gathering men and women in the kingdom of God wanting to be present for a little while longer I I breathe in that water smell one more time the warm sea air brushes across my face the cry of the seagulls wheeling overhead in their lazy arcs fill my ears with their harmony at this moment no music could be finer a symphony of color taste and sound could not be replicated in a sound studio like the boat's name and I want to live a life of no regrets may you rest in that same desire too Luke 5:10 says do not be afraid from now on you will catch men and know that Jesus loved fishing and he loved fishermen as you fall into a deeper rest know that God Jesus loves you too oh Heavenly Father as this dear one lays their head down to sleep I ask for your comfort and strength ease their mind help them to let everything go and leave it all in your hands give them peace that they may sleep without tossing and turning surround your angels around them that no harm will come to them or their household may you cover each and every member of their household in the blood of Jesus may they fully embrace this scripture from Philippians 4 6 and 7 do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God in the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus on this night O Lord refresh them with your joy wipe away every tear give them the rest they so desperately need may they have 
no regrets cradle them in your heavenly arms and bring comfort in Jesus name amen sleep well my fellow fishermen sleep well